Good morning. I'm Sean and I'm in Scotland. And good evening. I'm Christy and I'm in New Zealand. Welcome to Tea and Toast for yet another exciting episode. Welcome. And today we are going to talk about another um, important part of what I think makes up who we are as human <laughs> beings. Yes, yes. <laughs> And that is travel, which we have mm. talked about in the past. Um, but today we're going to talk more specifically about city breaks that we've got yes. on. Um, and selfishly, that's because I've just come back from a lovely four-day break in Prague. <laughs> and selfishly, that's just because I love traveling, so we can just talk about it all the time. <laughs> it's just easy, isn't it, Christy? It just it's rolls easy. off the tongue. <laughs> it totally does. Um and as always, before we get going, I need to know what is in your cup. I've got a really big mug tonight. I don't know if you can see that one. I oh. can see that. That is impressive. Wait, turn it the, the proper way around so you can see the oh. beautiful detail on it i love that it That's might so cute. be my kid's cup that he got given for a party bag but oh okay yeah i don't know when he's going to use it so it's mine <laughs> um, and in it i i know i mocked this but i've got the apple pie tea Ooh, is, so you've now converted have you i have it is really nice <laughs> i'm gonna have to track myself down some of this then yeah, it was, it, well, it was surprisingly nicer and it's got like a little bit of cinnamon in it. Oh, yeah, it's, it's good. It's good. I, I can't That's go it. wrong with it. It's kind I of like a mini it. dessert in a cup, kind of. I was just going to say, like, nice for the end of the day, a little treat that isn't necessarily massively chocolate. Or but that would be good too. I know. <laughs> So what have you got this morning for your tea? So I've I have my mint tea, but I also oh, yeah. have a special I have a special mug. Let's see. It's also Let's giant, see. but this came all the way from Prague. Ooh, I like I like that should have yeah. beer in it, really, shouldn't it? Yes, it should. <laughs> um, I'll get to the story about how I acquired this mug. <laughs> um, but it's perfect. It's perfect size. It's like a giant mug of, of fantastic of tea this morning. So it's all good. It's going to get perfect me going way. for the rest of the day. That's awesome. I like it. I like it a lot. So you've just come back from Prague. I have been to Prague, but it was give or take 12 years ago. So refresh my memory of how amazing this city is. I can't get over how incredible, actually. Um, I was struck by how incredibly beautiful it was. Day one, yeah, like day one, we just, we walked everywhere. We went to the kind of old, we did the old part of town where the mm. palace and the castle and the big cathedrals and all of that were. Um, we clocked 28,000 steps on day one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Actually, you um, know what? Talking about steps, I would love to have had a fit, bit watch thingamabob when I was traveling to see how much yeah. I was doing. It would have been enormous. You do. You walk like so far. Um, and I think that's what I love about city break holidays is mm. that 
like so we we made the decision we just really wanted to explore the city center and prague and the old and the new town although to be honest it's all really really old um <laughs> <laughs> we did venture as far as the the big national museum one day which took us into the more kind of modern shopping mm. district um but uh, it's just all about the walking you know yeah. Walking, uh, stop, everything. have a little bit of food, walking a bit more, maybe have a drink, walking a bit more. <laughs> Absolutely. So I think I was just taken aback by the incredible architecture. Like the buildings were stunning. You know, we were walking along, we were like, oh, that's gorgeous. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, that's amazing. And then like seven yeah. hours later, you're like, turn a street. Oh, look, there's more incredible buildings. <laughs> oh, there's another wonderful facade. <laughs> and you're like... Oh, it's quite overwhelming. Um, so I think my my initial impression was that there was going to be so much to see and it didn't matter what street you turned down, it was going to be something fantastic and mm -hmm. awe-inspiring, which is what you want, you know, yeah. really when you're going away on holiday. Um, it We went, so it was March and um, it wasn't particularly busy, which was ideal as well. But mm -hmm. there was enough people milling around. And as we got closer to the weekend, because we went Monday to Friday, it started to pick up. Yeah. Because it's a very popular stag and Hindu. Oh, is it? Yeah. I, think well, I, I think I was midweek as well when I was there. Yeah. So it was quite quiet. Well, when beer is cheaper than water. Oh, my God, uh, the beer. And how amazing is the beer? Oh, my goodness. I was I mean, I enjoy a beer anyway, but I had no concept of the variety and the diversity and the different types of tastes. Oh, I I fell in love with the concept of a flight. Um, so six different beers, all a little less than half a half a pint. So it was like three ounces or something. And you get to pick the six that you want to try, but you go in and they've got menus of like 50 to a hundred different <laughs> beers. You're like, where do I start? So I'm going to be rolled out of here. <laughs> I totally. So we went in and we were just like, you pick for us. Like you, the first place we went into, we said, pick the, the six most popular beers because mm. we'd love to get, you know, a variety. And he gave us such a great mix. There was, yeah. you know, the traditional, um, like light lager and then a slightly more uh, darker one. And then there was a, a more stouty beer. Then there was the cherry beer, which I <laughs> fell in love with. Yep, yep. Um, and then variations within that. Uh, but it was oh incredible. Um, but I have to give a number one shout out to now what is my all-time favorite beer. And I would literally travel back to Prague <laughs> just to drink this. Um it was, so we went into this really cool, um, more crafty beer place. Mm -hmm. And it was off one of the little side streets in a little courtyard. It had this flying cow statue out front. I was like, this is my place. This is cool. <laughs> um, and what I loved as well about, it wasn't just the exteriors of the buildings that were so impressive, but the interiors too. Mm. So it's all the, the domed ceilings and little cavernous like rooms. I loved that. So we go in. We were the only, we arrived, it was like two o'clock, the place opened at two, two of the first people in there. And I'm lining for a beer, here we are. Yeah. Spot the Brit <laughs> and the Australian. And um, Aussie. 
Yeah. Uh, so we sat down and the guy was like, right, what can we get you? And we said, we looked at the menu and it was one of these ones that had a hundred different beers. And what I liked though, was that they broke them all down into types. So you mm. had the lagers, the stouts, the sour beers, and then various international ones. Um, so we said, we want all local beers and we want a variety, but you pick. And then he asked us a few questions about what we liked, what we didn't. And Quite a while ago, we'd had in the UK some sour beers and we really hated them. So we were oh. like, just no sour. And he was like, oh, really? Uh, he's like, but do you like fruity? And we're like, well, yeah, we've enjoyed the cherry beer. And he was like, well, that's a sour beer. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, so less of the puckered face beer and, um, <laughs> you know, the twitching eye beers um, and more of the, ooh, yummy, sweet and um tasty beers he was like okay leave it with me so he came back we had these six and they were all fantastic but the one that stood out was this sour beer that he picked <laughs> it was a by a Prague distillery called Siberia nice. which I thought was fantastic <laughs> uh, and it was papaya pineapple and coconut Oh yes, so it's like a Malibu rum, in, or what are they? What it are they called? Was, yeah, it was basically a cocktail, and yeah. hands down, like I can still, I'm still thinking about it now. Joe and I just absolutely loved it. We were like, "This is the best beer we've ever had in our entire <laughs> lives." Um, and then we had a, a variation of a of a similar one that was a little bit more not as full-bodied and, and creamy as the, the papaya one, but, uh, oh, changed my life. Oh. I've subsequently come back and I've Googled to see if I could buy them online. Um, and I can get a 12-pack. Mm. And there were quite big cans. Like, they were pretty decent size, but I'd have to pay a minimum of, like, £100, which is, what, $100-plus dollars? Well, New Zealand dollars, it'd probably be close yeah. to two, $2.50. Yeah. So, special treat one day. Yeah. Yeah. How about when I come across, we make that one of our trips and we go and get beer? Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Done. <laughs> Boom. Absolutely. Yes. I'm so there. I'll just, like, literally stay in the bar, in the pub. I'll be very happy. <laughs> when I was there, we stayed in a hostel just outside of the city centre. Like, we could still walk to the city centre and everything, but um, it wasn't quite in that main area. And there was this little pub across the road from the hostel. And we'd said to uh, whoever it was we spoke to the hostel, like, where can we go that's local? We don't want like tourists. And they, he's like, mm. just literally go across the road. Walked in. I think one person spoke English and he was <laughs> just like, come and sit with me. And so I, I can't remember the conversation. We were quite drunk by the time we got there. But the beer. Oh my God. The beer was so good. And I think yeah. it was like the equivalent of 50 pence or something for a pint of yeah. it. Yeah, we, we were blown away by the prices. Like we were paying maybe three pounds for a pint. Whereas now here in the UK, you're looking at anywhere between six and ten pounds, you know. Wow. And the, and the quality <laughs> yeah. and, and the quality's absolutely shocking compared mm. to what we were getting. We um you know, one of the things I really wanted to do as well was have that really authentic uh, Czech dinner experience oh, yeah. in the, mm -hmm. um, the big beer hall. Yeah. So the last day I'd found this one, it was it's the oldest beer hall in Prague. Mm -hmm. um, so it's been around since, I think, 1844. 
and it was really innocuous. This was the other thing. It was super innocuous, like knowing how big a place would be before you got through the door. Um, <laughs> so this looked like it was quite busy. We'd already experienced having a queue or seeing queues for rest, you know, getting into restaurants. So we walked past and there was a bit of a congregation outside and we're like, oh, is it busy? Is it not? And I was like, you know what? We'll just go in. We'll ask. Because I'm pretty sure I saw on the website that it was enormous. <laughs> right enough, it was. It just went on and on and on and on. There was all these rooms. So we got in the front room and you just sit on these um, shared benches, uh, long tables. The guy, there's one guy that does your food, one guy that just comes around with beer on um, <laughs> trays and you decide light beer, dark beer. And then we were introduced to honey mead. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Actually, we'd, we'd had that earlier in the week, but we'd fully appreciated it with this meal. Um, so, yeah, just like as much beer as you want, it would come to you on tap. They would just put, <laughs> you finish, they'd put down another one. I love it. It's that. like dim sum, but for beer. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And my type of place. <laughs> yeah. And I loved the food. Food was excellent. Lived up to all its expectations. I... There was one restaurant that I absolutely wanted to go to. And if I can remember the name now, um, but it was so tiny. This was the only exception. It was a tiny little place and it was so busy when we arrived. And I was we were both quite hungry by this point because this was day one. So we'd done 28,000 <laughs> steps and uh, we were kind of disappointed. I will admit to being massively disappointed to the point where I was just like, I don't want to eat now. There's no point. Um, and we sat down. I know I get, I get really grumpy, super grumpy. If Hangry, I think the word is. Yeah, fully admit it. Uh, there's always apologies afterwards. Uh, I always acknowledge my poor behavior. Um, well, at least <laughs> so we sat down at this other place and it was just not, nothing compared to the, the place that I'd wanted to go and looked at the menu and I could just tell, I was like, this is going to be, I'm going to regret this. So Joe being understanding how important this is to me, he was like, well, just go check. Cause the other place was literally just down the road. Just go check. <laughs> so we checked and oh my goodness, there was a table free. So we literally <laughs> grabbed it. I was like, I can't believe this. This is so, this is so good. So good. <laughs> and hands down, it was the best goulash I've ever had. And it came in the, the bread bowl and mm -hmm. I think it was made with beer so I had this oh my goodness it was just incredible thinking about it now <laughs> but I had the goulash Joe had this incredible plated pork loin with these garlicky fried potatoes and mm. sauerkraut and we had a bottle of wine that night and it came to 30 quid I couldn't believe it <laughs> You're just like this. Is the, I feel like I'm ripping you off. Where where do I need? I need to pay more or something. Yeah, I know. I couldn't believe it. And um, and they would, you know, and it was so efficient, and it was just, it was great. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was like one of the best eating experiences I've had while traveling. Definitely. Ugh. So it was worth the slight. Uh, tantrum that I had. <laughs> Slight tantrum. Now, will you be honest? It was a proper one, wasn't it? You stomped your foot. <laughs> Do you know, I, I nearly did and I nearly cried. I'm not going to lie. I might be 40, but I don't care. I had a tantrum about food. <laughs> well, I do get it, though. When you, like, set yourself up, I'm going to have this for whatever meal it is. 
and then you can't get that. Oh, everything else is so, so disappointing. Yeah, and that was what I wanted to ask you. How much planning do you do in advance of a of a city break? Like, do you do a lot of research? Do you make a lot of plans? How, what's your approach when you when you start to think about your travel? I'm like kind of in between. Like, I'll do research, find out what there is, but realistically, I'm just going to go and start walking and see where I end up. Um, yeah. So when we went to Prague, uh, it was part of like a, I think it was two months of just backpacking through Europe. Might have been longer, might have been shorter. Mm -hmm. I can't remember. It was a very long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so we kind of had like the idea of, oh, we're going to be here for this many days. We're going to be here for this many days. And we kind of would... um, there was a bunch of us kind of traveling in and out. So it'd kind of be like, oh, I'll meet you here. Uh I'd like to do this when I'm here. And so, you know, you'd have some ideas, but otherwise, no, I just like to go and see where it takes me. See, I have great aspirations of being that uh, chilled and bohemian and just (laughs) with the flow. (laughs) And I tried my hardest. What I did do, though, was like I kind of wanted to know roughly all the, you know, the important hotspots, the things that you didn't want to miss. And of course, now we have the advantage of the internet and Google Maps and the fact that you can still access your Google Maps if you don't have uh, internet or 4G. So I did plot um, 48 48 places that I potentially wanted to visit while in Prague on a Google Map. That was like... (laughs) Oh, you're so funny. <laughs> no, and I may have had a subset uh, saved map of the places I wanted to eat. Um, okay, have- so I am not that type of traveler then. <laughs> I'm like, cool, I'm just going to go with it, see where I end up. And neither is Joe, my partner, and bless him, he is so good at putting up with me, but he, we, we balance each other out. So while I'll be like, I know roughly if we walk in this area, these are the things we could do, but it's not like at this time we will do this. And at this time we will do that. Don't but it's lie, like, it totally logic. is. You've got your list and you're ticking it off as you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but then he does settle me down and he's like, why don't we take this street instead? I've not been down here. And I'm like, oh, but that's taking us away from the place we want to go. And I'm like, nope, I'm on holiday. I'm on holiday. Follow, follow his lead. And then we end up seeing amazing things. And Are you going to cope with you and me going somewhere and me being like that? Oh, no, I can cope. I just... Can you? The other... Yeah. (laughs) But what, what I was reminded of, which is super important, I must bring snacks. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And because one of the very entertaining in hindsight uh, (laughs) moments of our city break to Prague was that whenever we were looking for somewhere, like somewhere for a coffee or somewhere for a sandwich or somewhere for a beer, we would always find one of the other things we weren't looking for. (laughs) The worst was when we were looking for just a sandwich because we knew we would have... um, like heavier meals in the evening. And in fairness, the variety within the city center was kind of limited. It was a lot of the goulash and, you know, big, yeah. heavy, hearty meals, which was wonderful. But at, you know, one o'clock in the afternoon, you kind of just want a sandwich. Um, 
We always yeah. found uh, that we would just stop into the local supermarket and just grab a couple of things. But again, it was a bunch of us kind of traveling together. So it was easy to buy like a bag of rolls and a packet mm-hmm. of ham and just kind of make it a makeshift salad yeah. sandwich or whatever. On Actually, the funniest, nicest meal that we had in that style was in Rome. And we've yeah. been um, walking around all day. Again, I wish I had like a Fitbit to know how long we'd be walking for. And it was getting like, not late, but it was like, oh, I'm feeling rather peckish. And again, being a backpacker on a budget, you don't yes. really have all the like. You don't have the luxury of, yeah. No. So we went in, out. No, we went into this, what we would call a dairy. And um, I don't know what you guys call them. Um, just like a corner like a- shop. Like a grocery type. Yeah, kind of. of. But this dairy had like deli meats and beautiful breads and salads. And I I can't remember. It must have been like a handful of change. Like we walked out going, should we have this much food in Rome? (laughs) But it was the nicest. They had like um, cured meats and salad that was really good and like a fresh baguette or something and – yeah, so. Italy's so good for that. The quality yeah, of their really food. Oh, absolutely. We did a similar thing when I was traveling, backpacking in, in Italy with friends from uni, and we took a train from Rome to um, what's the other big city, which is a Venice? bit more. No, no, Naples. no. We went, Naples, that's it. <clears throat> and we literally, we were on such a tight budget. And so to save money, we were kind of like, cut back on food and i picked up <laughs> drinks over food <laughs> absolutely uh, but we went through this market before we got on the train and i would and we were like this is fantastic we can get really good food really cheap from some market stalls eat local boom so i picked up a huge punnet of um baby tomatoes oh yeah pomodoro yeah. i think there were mini pot like mini pomodoro and that was all. That was mm. it. I just bought an entire bag of tomatoes and then sat on the train. And the whole duration from Rome to Naples, I ate these tomatoes. And they were mm, insanely good. However, what I hadn't appreciated, because I hadn't done this before, eating just one element of <laughs> something. I know exactly where you're going with this. <laughs> for several hours. <laughs> Don't have a huge amount of substance to them. No. Nope. Uh, I was not very well at the other end. I can imagine. (laughs) (laughs) These are the the sacrifices you make. Um, But yes, I I learned in Prague this time around that I must carry snacks uh, because uh, I can go without food for a while as long as I'm not also exercising to a very high level. But if I'm doing both, then you kind of need some substance. Yeah, I do. So uh, that would be my top tip for myself. And if we went traveling, I would have lots of snacks. I think we had like um, boxes of like muesli bars and stuff that we just threw in our bags. Again, being backpackers, we were just being stingy as. And we're like, well, if we're going to have a meal out for dinner, we're going to eat cheap as anything for breakfast and lunch. Oh, totally. I totally get that. We had an incredible meal. We totally splashed out because being in our 40s, we can afford to do it slightly differently to what we were doing in our 20s. So we went to this themed medieval banquet. 
I did that in Hungary. Oh my God. How amazing is that? So much fun. <laughs> I mean, it was uber cheesy and, you know, over the top and probably bordering on not very authentic, but I don't care because we had a five course meal. We had the traditional pork knuckle with the yes. sauerkraut. We, yes. I, we had these incredible, just, <laughs> I can't even remember now. It was all so yummy. A beer on tap, so that just kept coming. Wine on tap when we wanted it to, and then performances of belly dancing and yes. drums, and like this big old thing that looked like a bagpipe, and sword fights, and fire, and oh, we loved it. By the end of it, you know, we're sitting there bopping along to the drums, clapping our hands. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. I did the exact same thing, and by the end of it, I had the meat sweats. Oh, but yeah, because it was so much meat. I, yes. I, I seem to remember that I had like this um, spicy rabbit soup to start with, Ooh. which was really, really nice. <laughs> nice. And uh, I can't remember what the meat portion was, like lamb or something, but it was just like huge. And you had no, you had a knife, but you had like no forks. It was just like excellent, (laughs) and like next to your table was just like this tap of running water, so you could continuously wash your hands as you were doing it. Love it! Oh, yeah, we really enjoyed that. And again, like from a kind of cultural perspective, it's always fun to do something which is sort of linked to their, you know, the place that you're in their their past or whatever. And food is an important part of that. But the next day we did more traditional cultural historical touristy stuff and we went to their national museum Mm. which was absolutely incredible Um, and they had four thousand minerals like that's what it was renowned for we we didn't really appreciate what that meant when we went into (laughs) the mineral room whoa i mean wow talk about like every color every type of composition and structure (laughs) and Oh, it was like mind blowing, but it was a really, it gave you a great overview of the history of Prague from like prehistory all the way up to just about World War II. That's where mm-hmm. we got to. And of course you forget, well, don't forget, um, don't maybe appreciate that uh, Czechoslovakia, as it was in the 40s, 30s and 40s, was occupied and taken over, given basically to the Nazis, given to, yeah. to Hitler. And... Oh, just horrendous. So horrendous. Mm. Like, and and realizing like that wasn't that long ago. You know, we're talking 80 years ago. People will still be alive that, you know, today that we're around then. And, mm. um, you know, it was very eye-opening and super, you know, it reminds you so much of like, wasn't that long ago, actually, that Europe was in the turmoil that it was in? No, definitely not. And we finished off that day at the end of World War Two, and then we went looking for sandwiches and could only find beer halls and goulash <laughs> places. And um, <laughs> oh dear, uh, we'll have to have more oh beer no, and more, more goulash. Beer. So I think that was that was the day that we discovered the papaya and pineapple beer. So that was nice. really great. Um, and then the next day, I knew that there was this uh, communism museum, mm. and and I was like, it would be really fun. It's a weird, I don't know how you, yeah. fun is not the right word, but I was like, it'd be really good for us to go to that. And Informative uh, and um, uh, what's the other word I was looking for? Not fascinating because, but it is. It is. Um, 
and it was so so well done like mm. hands down uh, both joe and i have decided that that may have been our favorite thing about prague um but it was just this really small museum it's done really well um but it gave you the history and again joe the nazis leave and then the communists the soviets take over right the way up till mm. like not that long ago like we're talking you know th just at the collapse of uh, the soviet union so pushing the 90s yeah. so they've only been uh, the Czech Republic for a very short period of time mm. and again that was absolutely horrendous yeah. um, but it we came away from that going i think i appreciate this city so much more now like mm. I appreciate the fact that it is clearly Czech. It is clearly imbued with its own personality, its own culture, its own sense of self, despite yeah. the fact that it was occupied by Nazis and then taken over and run by the Russians. Um, and I, yeah, I, I really had a huge amount of respect for the people um, after that. It was a really nice way to finish the holiday because we did that uh, pretty much on the last day. Yeah. Was yeah, it was. I, I highly recommend Prague. It's one of the best places I've been to. I will definitely second that. Um, you'll probably find this funny, but my uh, favorite city break to go to is Edinburgh. Ah, um, <laughs> for those that don't know, Sean is in Edinburgh or ha sorry, was in Edinburgh. That's yep. where we caught back up again. Um, but I just find okay. So New Zealand, if you don't know, is incredibly new, incredibly young mm. compared to anything that Europe, even like the Americas has. Um, like we're kind of fascinated if you see a building from the early 1900s and you're like, wow, that's so old. So stepping into Edinburgh is like, for me, a massive step back in time. But I remember when I was there the first time around, um Mary King's clothes had just opened. Yeah. Um and that was so, so fascinating to be able to walk back in time pretty much and see how other people lived and yeah. going on all, all like those ghost tours and through the see um Greyfriars Bobby and you yeah. know, this it's just such a beautiful historic town, town city. Yeah. The food is, depending on what you're after, the late night fish and chips are fantastic. Absolutely. <laughs> but I remember <laughs> um, we went to a restaurant with your mum, and I think it was my parents, and it was, you know, you just come off of um, the Royal Mile and there's like um, one that goes down towards, I'm going to say Cannon Gate, but I could not Cannon Gate, um, at the top or the bottom? At the top. Yeah. And I can't remember the name like, of the road, but round by the castle and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. then there's like a kind of walkway around it. And we went to a dinner up in there. Yes. And it was just beautiful. I can't remember what we had. It was. Oh, I totally remember that. Yeah. I know. I think it's overlooking uh, Victoria. Yes. Yes. Street? Yes. Um, near the Cowgate and stuff. Yeah. Cowgate. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah. <laughs> Cannon Gate. I was close. Yeah. I was kind of close. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, we'll have to do something like that when you come back again. That would be really nice. As long as there's lots of whiskey involved. I need lots oh, of always. whiskey. Oh, always. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Loads of whiskey. Now, I have a random fact for you. Are you ready for this? Awesome. I am ready. Are you ready? Now, oh gosh, <laughs> now can I find it? 
Oh, I just had it. Now it's gone. Give me a second. Okay. Okay, so one of the earliest British novels was written by a woman. Oh. Um, most literature scholars agree that Afra Ben, 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 B H, uh, sorry, B E H N. Okay. Um, she wrote a book in 1688 and it played an important role in the development of the modern English novel. Oh, wow. Specifically, the realistic fiction novels that became more common in the later 18th and 19th century. So her story is about an African prince who becomes enslaved in a colony in uh, Suriname, tackles questions of virtue, liberty, and racial justice that remain re uh, relevant today. Wow. And this, yeah. this is the 1600s? Yeah, 1688. Holy moly. I'm going to try to pronounce this name of the book, but I couldn't even pronounce the last name. So um, it's Or Norku, O-R-O-O-N-O-K-O. Okay. -O -O -O. So I'm going to, I'm going to find this book and yeah. um, I wonder if they've got it on like e-readers or. <laughs> Maybe. 16. But yeah, I just thought that that was um, quite interesting that one of the earliest British novelists was a woman. Absolutely. And that, published under her name because mm. that was really hard for um women uh, in pre you know our emancipation to really do anything uh, professionally and um i'm trying to remember now obviously we do have some exceptions we have uh, the bronte sisters and mm -hmm. we have um well did you know that she actually did write books under a pseudonym as well ah uh, yeah i can't I'm remember what it was but she did have yeah. a pseudonym there's a really famous person that I'm trying desperately to remember who wrote under a pseudonym. And if if anybody knows, let us know in the <laughs> comments, like women who wrote under pseudonyms. But, um, oh, oh, that's fascinating. I'm going to have mm. to look into that because, uh, yeah. One of the things I'm finding super interesting is I'm picking up books that were written, you know, 20, 40, 60 years ago. And so many of either the political or social themes that they were writing about then still relevant still, today still very relevant isn't it scary yeah it really is it's quite sad actually it just shows that <laughs> as much as we think we evolve we really don't <laughs> oh we might evolve from technology perspective like for instance i can map where yeah. i want to eat um <laughs> on google maps while i go on holiday but um yeah other things are a bit still a bit more archaic <laughs> yep i think so well, it's been really, really lovely talking about City Breaks. And I, Absolutely. again, and I say this every single time, we could talk about that for so much longer. <laughs> Absolutely. A hundred percent. I know. And it, but it's so nice to just have this forum, even mm. with our, with our short time to do it. And yes. To relive and rehash our, our favorite moments in life. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you again for joining us. Um, and we look forward to speaking to you guys next time. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. And we will be back with another tea and toast in a fortnight. Yes. See you then. Bye. Bye.